Hello, and welcome to episode 101 of the Momini Podcast. 101 Dalmatians, 101 episodes. I am your host, Jessica Morehouse, by the way, uh, and I am excited that you're joining me for this special episode about taxes, because we are in the middle of tax season, and many uh, people are scrambling right now because the the clock is ticking to get your taxes in before the deadline. So I know this, uh, you know, most people don't necessarily enjoy doing their taxes, but it is something that we all have to do, and I'm hoping this episode will uh, help you make taxes a little bit less stressful, maybe even pain-free, because I am talking to senior tax expert at H&R Block, Lisa Gittins. She is very knowledgeable when it comes to taxes. She's been in the industry for a number of years. And so we talk about uh, how to prepare for taxes, what are some tax credits you should be aware of, just how to do your taxes like a pro, essentially. Um, So this is what we're going to be talking about. And thanks again to H&R Block for sponsoring this episode of the Momini Podcast. appreciate you. If you are listening right now and you haven't decided how you're going to do your taxes, well, H&R Block has two options for you if you're interested. You can do uh, it for free on their uh, website. They have a free online tax software. Just go to their website, hnrblock.ca, and uh, you'll be able to click, 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 and start doing your taxes for free online. Or you can go to a H&R Block location and use a tax professional there. And if you go to the show notes, jessicamorehouse.com slash 101, I've even got a special coupon for you to save 15% on their services. So make sure to do that. If you're interested in going to H&R Block to use one of their professionals. So without, uh, oh, wait, before I go, actually, one thing I do want to share with you in case you're not aware, you're not in your my email list or on my Facebook page. I recently did a Facebook live stream with Lisa uh, the other week, and it was awesome. People wrote into us with their tax questions, and we, uh, well, Lisa answered them live, and uh, definitely want to check that out. I would suggest I'm going to, again, Include that video in the show notes in case you missed it live so you can check out uh, some of the questions that we got and the answers that Lisa gave. So hopefully uh, maybe some of your questions are there and we've got the answers for you. So make sure to check out the show notes, jessicamaros.com slash 101. Okay, enough of me yabbering. Let's get to that interview. Thank you, Lisa, for joining me on the Mo Money Podcast. Thank you for having me, Jessica. Looking forward to this. I know, me too. I love talking taxes, especially with a tax expert like yourself. So I would like to first uh, kind of begin this interview with, uh, I would love to know a little bit more about you. You've been in the game for a number of years. Uh, Well, first, I would love to know, I'm always curious for people who do choose like the tax industry as a profession, why did you choose to do that? <laughs> For me, the flexibility of it. Um, I started out with H&R Block back in 1996. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a bit of time. And at that time, I was just starting out with my family. Mm-hmm. So it was a seasonal thing. I could take the course, I could work during the season and be off during the summer and when the kids were starting up school. I took some time off then because I went back to school got my diploma, and stayed preparing taxes but not working specifically with H&R Block. And my background is in accounting, so I've worked across different industries, education, hospitality, not-for-profit. But coming back now, at this time, my kids are all grown, all Mm -hmm. leaving home, and I wanted something that, again, offered me flexibility. Stepping right back into H&R Block's office Mm -hmm. was so easy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's seasonal. This is now my third year here in Toronto. 
And while the season is short for most employees from January, say, till the end of April, I found myself working year round. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love being able to help people to understand something that seems complicated. Absolutely. No, I, I'm actually really curious about that because uh, taxes, tax season is very seasonal. So, what do most? I was. I'm always so curious. I even ha- asked the the woman uh, that I used to do my taxes at H and R Block. What do you do when, like, sometimes you know, H and R Block, you know, shuts down that location. So, that's what, right. like, what happens to you? <laughs> so, what do right. lots of these? Is it because people do kind of want to work, you know, part of the year and then not some of the year? A lot of our employees, um, because it's a. Uh, it's an industry where you have persons who are now starting out. This could be their first job, their first entry into employment in Canada or mm-hmm. into the workforce. But we also have that gamut of persons who are retired from their career. Mm-hmm. And this is something that, because it's seasonal, keeps them active. Mm-hmm. The nice thing about working with H&R Block is you have to take a course every year okay. in order to come back and work. So there's a learning process that is there every year. You're taking a new course. Every year you're learning a new subject. And that's exciting for all of the employees. Mm -hmm. That's the type of employee that you attract to H&R Block. Someone who wants to learn about the new changes, wants to keep up with technology, but they don't want to be committed to it 9 to 5, 12 months a year. Yeah, that's actually an interesting uh, thing you brought up. I I think a lot of people are uh, curious what kind of education do lots of these uh, tax representatives have at H&R Block? Like, you know, like, is it different than, say, to find some kind of independent tax professional? It is. At H&R Block, we have a course that has been set out. Now, you can start out on the first level. That first level course is open to the public. Mm -hmm. And we give you a basic knowledge of the income tax system in Canada, as well as what are the requirements for that specific year. You must score 80% or higher Mm -hmm. in order to be able to be employed by H&R Block. So our professionals are the cream of the crop. Okay, yeah. Once you've scored that 80%, you come into the office and your learning doesn't stop. Because now you're being provided with the updates to uh, the tax changes. You're learning the software. Mm-hmm. And if you choose to come back and work with us in the following season, you again must take the second level course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you do get employees. Our employees are those who, number one, love taxes. Yeah. And number two, love to learn. Mm-hmm. No, that's very important. Um, you mentioned uh, software. I know H&R Block, you can go into uh, a location to talk to a person. Uh, the first time I actually dealt with H&R Block was a few years ago, and I used their online uh, tax software. Yes. I think it was the first year it came out. And it's absolutely free. Do you want to kind of talk about that? Because there's, there's a lot of different programs out there. And then I, I'm curious, why did H&R Block decide to launch an online platform? And why did they make it free? Well, first of all, you are correct. Our offices are open and Mm -hmm. you can come in. That's our traditional way of filing. So you come in, you ask questions, sit down, have a professional prepare the return for you. What we've noticed, though, is that there are other programs out there. And our customers, our clients also were asking, is this a return that I can do on my own? And how can I do this at home? In response to what our clients were asking... We provided online software. And as we look at the numbers over the past three years, we've got more and more Canadians who are filing for themselves 
using the online software. Mm-hmm. And that allows us to make changes and increase and just tweak it, make it more and more user-friendly. It's completely free. Why? Because we're confident that if you have the knowledge to prepare the tax return, that option should be available to you. Right. Using our software, if you provide it from beginning to end, prepare it yourself, there is no cost. Yeah. But if at any point in using our software, you have to ask a question or you would like some expert advice, the option is there for a small fee. For, you yeah, still don't have to leave your mm-hmm. living room. Right. You can have the help come straight there to you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So I would like to uh, talk about the different ways you can do your taxes. I think uh, for me, I think I've been a bit of a flip-flopper. I kind of do it different a different way every year. I've used every kind of online platform there is just because I'm curious about what the differences are. Okay. Um, so, so first, actually, I would like to uh, chat, and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I've used a lot of different uh, platforms. And there was even one year where I guess I had some time on my hands and I was curious if I used one platform over the other, would I get the same kind of result. And I would sometimes get different numbers. I mean, they wouldn't be drastic, but they would be different. But I I would input the same data. Is there any, like, why would that happen? There's no specific reason without seeing the actual situation that I can give you. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be a technical issue. Yeah. Uh, with some an amount not carrying over. Right. But that's a difficult one for me to answer yeah. without seeing the unique situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just something people should be aware of. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, I always kind of tell people if you don't know which platform to use, you can, most of them allow you to do them for absolutely free until you file. That's when you have to pay them. The actual preparation process of entering the numbers is free across the board. Mm-hmm. Where the fee comes in is when you're ready to net file. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So people can actually test them all out and see which one just is easier for them to use and they like and then go crazy. That's correct. Um, before they submit it to the Revenue Canada. I, exactly. Exactly. So um, I know that you know people can go online. They can go uh, to an H&R Block. They can go to an independent tax uh, professional. There's a lot of different ways. And I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, which one's the best way or which one makes more sense for me? Do you have any ideas, you know, where people should start or why people choose one way or the other? In Canada, every individual's tax situation is unique, Mm -hmm. just like every individual. So it's based on your preference. Mm -hmm. If you are someone who um, is comfortable uh, working through the numbers on your own, if you're someone who has maybe had a little bit of expertise or a little taste of preparing your own income tax returns. And now that we're in the technical age where it's available online, if you're comfortable with what your numbers are and what your result should be, I say go ahead and try the online platform Mm -hmm. because you know what you're looking for. If this is your first attempt at ever filing a tax return, you're not sure or your life situation has changed, it's the year that you just got married or you have a child, now you have a uh, senior relative living with you. If your lifestyle has changed or changes have happened, that's where I suggest you go in and see a tax professional for that return Mm -hmm. and ask questions. Maybe when you come out with the answers, you're still confident to do it online. But if your situation has changed or it's the first time, please see a mm-hmm. professional. Absolutely. Uh, I know one thing that pops up a lot is, especially amongst m- millennials who usually have a side hustle, one or two jobs, 
um, a lot of them are like, do I, can I still uh, do my taxes if I have more than one job online? Do I have to go see a person? I'm a bit confused because things have got a little bit more complicated. Now, in that situation, if you have more than one uh, T4 slip because you're working for an employer, Mm -hmm. you can definitely use our online software. Mm -hmm. It will walk you through the steps for each individual T4 and you have no problems. Where you may be working for an employer, but you're self-employed, I would suggest, again, speaking with a professional because you want to find out about your specific business, what are the expenses that you can claim. Right. If this is a business that you've been doing for the last three years and the expenses are the same, then go ahead and use the online software that we have uh, on our website. If this is a brand new business... Again, sit down and speak to a tax professional so they can tell you what are the new credits, what are the total expenses that you can claim. Absolutely, yeah. And I'd like to say here, a lot of the times we think of asking questions before the return is prepared, right? but it's good for everyone. After your return is prepared, before you're walking out the door, ask questions. Ask about, so did you claim that credit we discussed? Can you show me where on the return these amounts are? Where is my total income? Where's Mm -hmm. my refund amount? Ask questions at the end as well. So you're walking out confident. Exactly. And even if you do walk out the door and then realize you have questions, you turn around and come back. Turn around and come back. I've actually had to do that this year. I, you know, we filed it. We did everything, and I'm like, "Yep, sounds good." Then I went home. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about including some really important tax credits, like the first time home buyers tax credit and some other business expenses that I just." I just totally forgot about. And so I was in a panic. I'm like, what do I do? I've never been in this situation before. And so I emailed my tax professional. I'm like, I, I remember these. Is it too late? She's like, actually, no, we can just um, re- do an adjustment. Do an adjustment. Exactly. Perfect. And it, thank God we did because it saved me $800. Exactly. <laughs> so and it was worth important. that extra, you know. Once you filed the return, you don't file a second return, mm-hmm. but you can file an adjustment and you can use your professional to file that adjustment. Again, if you're confident with what you, with online yeah. software, if you're tech savvy as well as tax savvy, you can even use the Canada Revenue's My Account service okay. to file that adjustment for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that actually that reminds me of, and one thing that really helped me keep organized. And I kind of want to talk about that because I think that's another thing people have a hard time is just keeping organized and not pulling out their hair during tax time (laughs) Um, is uh, creating a CRA account. Basically, it is one of the easiest things and best things you could do because I not frequently, but I do check it a couple times a year to say when I got married and I changed my name. That was one thing to do. Uh, What other things are like what other benefits is it to create an online CRA account? Well, we want we address this to millennials, but we mm-hmm. address this across the board. Canada Revenue has a wonderful service my account. It's linked to your income taxes, it's also linked to Service Canada with your employment insurance. Mm-hmm. When you sign up for my account specific for your taxes, you're going to see all of your T4 slips for the past 10 years online. Mm-hmm. You're going to see all of the returns that you have filed for the past 10 years online. You're able to, as we discussed earlier, change a return. So you filed your 2016 and you got a slip in the mail after the fact, or there's a credit you forgot to claim. Using the My Account service, you can make the change to your return right there. Mm -hmm. 
If you got married, you can change your marital status, change your address using my account, change your direct deposit information, or add your direct deposit information using my account. Mm -hmm. If you have had a child in the year, you can add that information using my account. Okay. Pick up the phone and call CRA, but having my account is a service that's available on your desktop, laptop, mobile phone. It's Mm -hmm. available everywhere you go, anywhere you are. Exactly. And I think a lot of people think that they can't make those changes until tax time, but actually you can make them throughout the year. year. Just go online with your account. It's amazing. And it saves you having that shoebox under the bed exactly. because all of your income is there. Mm-hmm. Now you just have to have a notebook for your credits. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the great things too. Whenever I I couldn't remember how much RSP room do I still have or, or what was my you know income from the past 10 years? I did this blog post a little while ago, a couple of years ago, where I literally went through all of my notices, notice of assessments to see how much I made in the past 10 years. It was not a lot. <laughs> Because I think I started from the age of like, and you're know, sitting you know, doing whatever. the math, right? Yeah, Adding and I did all the math, up. and it was actually pretty cool. But I was able to do that because I had a CRA account, and you can actually look at all of that information there. So if you do not have one, please just go make one. Save yourself uh, some hassle and some headaches. Um, when it comes to things like your GST credits, child tax benefit in Ontario, your Trillium benefit on the My Account, it tells you the date that mm-hmm. the payment is going to be released if it's on its way to you, and the exact amount as well. Absolutely. Um, One other thing uh, I wanted to talk about was, I think a big thing when it comes to for tax times is people not understanding what are the new tax credits, what are ones that used to be around and aren't, what's the best place for people to educate themselves about tax credits, deductions, and all that kind of stuff. Again, Canada Revenue's website should be the paramount place that they go for uh, double-checking changes Mm -hmm. to the uh, tax laws. Uh, you can also come into the office and ask a question. I know that we do post some changes on our website. Mm-hmm. As we're talking here now, you're doing your 2016 taxes. Be aware this is the last year that you can claim the TTC monthly passes as a credit on your tax return. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fitness credits for your children. The amount has been reduced from $1,000 to $500. This is the last year you will be able to claim the fitness credit for your dependent children under 18. Mm -hmm. The arts amount. It has been reduced to $250. So those tutoring classes, ballet, painting classes, this is the last year you can claim that $250 credit for children under 18 in your home. Mm -hmm. Family tax cut was eliminated, so that credit is not available for 2016. Now we've talked about what's moved away. What you need to know is there are credits on the table that have been added. There's a home accessibility tax credit. So if you live in a home with a disabled family member or a senior family member and you've had to do renovations, Mm -hmm. that front doorway ramp, Mm -hmm. make renovations to the bathroom, keep your expenses The receipts up to $10,000 can be claimed for the home accessibility tax credit on your 2016 tax return. Now, that's worth $1,500 in refund for you. That's that's significant. And that's big because more and more seniors are staying in their homes and they have to make those renovations. Mm -hmm. So it makes a big difference to them on the tax return. Mm -hmm. If you're a teacher and you're teaching uh, early education, childhood education or preschool or senior high school, and you're having to use your own funds to buy school supplies, paper, pens, markers, Mm -hmm. 
keep your receipts up to $1,000 and claim them on your income tax return. Whatever your refund, that is worth $150 directly into your pocket. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a brand new credit for 2016. Perfect. So when do these uh, kind of updates or changes happen every year? Typically, they happen, uh, we get the updates around the end of the year. Okay. But also right around budget time. Mm-hmm. We've just had the federal budget released. Yes. What we're hearing about are the changes that are going to affect the next tax year. So 2017? So we're, yes, for okay. 2017. So want to pay attention when the budgets are coming out um, to hear what is specific for you as a taxpayer. But at the end of the year, there are a lot of blog sites like yourself, mm-hmm. Jessica. Mm-hmm. On our websites, we will post the updates for the that current year. Okay, perfect. That's good to know. So I want to kind of talk more about how people can uh, set themselves up for success and uh, be more organized. Sometimes it's, you know, especially now it's crunch time to uh, file before the deadline. But so I, I would, first I'd like to talk about maybe some ways that they can take care of uh, their taxes throughout the year. And then we can kind of talk about some things that they can do now that there's only a, a few weeks left. So let's say we're starting out. It's January. Everyone gets a new calendar for the new year. My first suggestion is always when the new year comes in, circle the tax deadlines on that calendar. Mm -hmm. May 1st is your tax deadline for filing your tax return for 2016. If you're self-employed, June 15th is the deadline. So at the beginning of the year, know your deadlines. Then ask questions. Ask some questions about the changes. Do some research to find out what are the tax changes. Once you've had those answers, start to get your slips organized. More and more employers are emailing the T4s. So -hmm. you're not checking the mailbox, but you are updating your email address. And you're checking your email to make sure the T4s aren't sitting in the spam or the junk box. Print out any Uh, income information that's on your email or any credits like the tuition receipts. Mm -hmm. More and more schools are just leaving them online on their students' uh, profile and not mailing them out. Mm -hmm. So you want to go check, did the daycare email me my receipt? Print those copies out. Mm -hmm. Now that you've got everything printed out, put everything in your folder and go in to see your tax professional yeah. and ask a question. It costs nothing to ask a question. And at that time, then they may be able to say to you, where are your medical receipts? Exactly. Where are your charitable donations? And because you're asking these questions in February, you've given yourselves lots of time. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're at the end of March and you've typically got four to f- four weeks left, mm-hmm. but you can still ask a question there's still time to recover any missing receipts and definitely still time to prepare your tax return. Absolutely. No, I definitely have a, a good system. Well, now I use an online uh, accounting software to keep me in check because I'm self-employed and it's a mess. So I needed something to help me out. But before I, because yeah, lots of the receipts I would get for purchases for expenses were emailed. And so I would just, I mean, you can either create a special folder in your email. That's a very good or idea. Or I usually would just kind of on a monthly basis, look through my emails and sift through everything and then kind of print to PDF and then put those PDFs in a folder on my uh, computer so I could reference it. And I do that for every year. So in in case I ever get audited, I am ready. (laughs) Correct. It's always good to have a hard copy of everything. 
Right. Yes, we are in a technological age, but computers crash. That's true. Hard so always drives, back it up. Always hard back. drives get coffee on Absolutely. them. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. So it's always good to have a hard copy. And I'm going back to sort of being old school. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt to have a little notebook. But we also have mobile phones, yeah. which have uh, Excel spreadsheets that we can save on our mobile phones. And in the calendar, we can save, mm-hmm. you know, did the gas expense, uh, bought the computer. Yeah. We can keep things, we can keep track so much better today. Absolutely. And so if you start keeping track right from the first expense, right from the first uh, receipt, then you create a pattern for yourself. And I think that would be the best tip to give everyone. Create a pattern for yourself of keeping track of your income Mm -hmm. and your receipts so that every year it's not a scramble. No, exactly. And I try to tell my husband this every single year and I'm going to make him listen to this episode. So he hears my Time voice to break telling the cycle. him. Yeah, because he, seriously, he his office is just a disaster full of receipts. And I tell him every year, it's like, if you just followed my, you know, uh, advice, this, I literally got my taxes done in like an hour. Yeah, Just a handy so, envelope, uh, plastic yeah. portfolio. Put everything in there. Label it nice and big. Income tax. Yeah. If you just take a little little time, you know, each month to kind of tackle little bits of it, then it won't be such a headache and you won't just spend a weekend. A little preparation goes a long way. Exactly. Especially when it comes to your taxes. It's a year-round process. Exactly. So what should some, uh, you know, filers that haven't gotten anything ready uh, up until this point, what should they do first to kind of keep calm and carry on and get it done. So the first thing I would say to them is find your T4s. Yes. Check your email, check your mailbox. If you haven't received it, contact your employer. Let's start there. Get your T4 slips. Then sit down with yourself, give yourself 10, 15 minutes and think, did I have any medical expenses this year? Find those receipts. If you don't have the receipt, go back to your eye doctor or your dentist or your pharmacy, and ask for a copy of the receipt. Mm -hmm. So stay calm. Mm -hmm. If you have donated to a charity, they have mailed you out a receipt, or they've sent it in the email. So take a look for that. If you know the name of the charity, you can't find the receipt, contact them. They will be happy to mail you out a duplicate. Mm -hmm. If you have children with childcare, and you don't have the receipt, contact the daycare. Mm -hmm. So this is the time you want to sit down, take a look. This is our motto at H&R Block. We look at your life through taxes. Mm -hmm. So we're encouraging you to do the same thing. Take a 10, 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. sit down and think about what did I do in January, February, March? Did you go on holiday? Mm -hmm. And if you did, did you pay for extra medical insurance? Mm -hmm. That's a medical expense. Oh, is it? That's a medical expense. Travel, so so do travel, you medical? travel insurance and medical insurance, that's mm-hmm. an expense. So think yourself, sit down, reflect on what have I done throughout the year mm-hmm. and then gather all of your stuff. This is the time to where it's like, oh, I worked for Joe in January. I didn't remember that yeah. because I started working for Frank in February and I've been working with Frank. Yeah. But as you sit down and collect your thoughts... Now you know to contact Joe and ask about that T4 slip. Absolutely. So I Don't panic. Yeah. Don't Stay panic. calm. Stay calm. Everything's going to be fine. Take 15 <laughs> minutes. Reflect on what you've done during the year. Mm-hmm. Find all the income slips. 
and then think about what receipts you have for the year. Absolutely. So I would love, because now uh, for 2017, I am going to be filing as a self-employed person. I know there's a lot of people listening that are self-employed. What are some uh, things to think about so I don't basically get slapped with an outrageous tax bill? What are some things that I should be preparing now for next year's tax season as a self-employed person? As a self-employed person, I think the greatest tip we give you is there are there's Excel spreadsheets and there's QuickBooks that you can keep track of your income yeah. and your expenses. It's important as a self-employed person that you keep track of the income per month. You don't just want to sit down at the end of the no. year and think ballpark figures. You want to be exact. You mm-hmm. want to be specific. So starting out, have a spreadsheet, have some kind of paperwork, hard copy paperwork that you're keeping track of what is your specific income every month. Yep. And then once you know the income, the expenses, expenses don't tend to shift from month to month. Mm-hmm. It could depend on the type of employment you yeah. do. But typically, if you're using a portion of your home for the office, your hydro bill is consistent, your utility bills are ex- consistent, your cell phone bills, your internet bills. Yeah. So you want to keep track of those Mm -hmm. things. Then you want to look uh, at the supplies or what you're purchasing. Those are the receipts that tend to go missing because you bought a piece of equipment in January. Maybe you didn't even use the equipment until April, but where is that invoice? As a self-employed person, you definitely want to have a dedicated place where you're keeping track of those expenses. Absolutely. And how much uh, typically do you think someone who's self-employed should put away to pay that you know, uh, future tax bill? It really depends on your income. But if you're generating a consistent income, you want to look at anywhere between two to $5,000 that you're putting away at the end of the year. Okay. And that's based on an average income of that dollars thousand dollars per month right. for self-employed person. Okay. I'd like to say here too, we think a lot about income tax, but as a self-employed person, you do want to talk, think about contacting Service Canada mm-hmm. to find out about making contributions for yourself to your Canada pension plan yes. and contributions to your own employment insurance. You can do that and there are great benefits to you doing that. Yeah, so so that's basically the reason you would do that, so you can pay them now, as, as opposed to as tax opposed time. to waiting at the end and paying it all. So almost kind of like time. when you do have a full time job and they just kind of take it off your paycheck a that little bit. That is correct. Just kind of having that consistent. I think I might actually do that to save myself the headache, and so I don't forget about it come tax time. Be like, oh right, I forgot. Exactly. Now another scenario that self employed persons may find is because there's no income tax being deducted from their income. At the end of the year, if their tax bill is $3,000 for two consecutive years in the row, Revenue Canada can ask them to make installment payments. Right. And so those are set amounts by Revenue Canada that you pay into them every quarter. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing for a self-employed person. So when you, if you got that notice in the mail from Revenue Canada, it's not a, I did something wrong. It's this is Revenue Canada's way of easing you right. when you file next year's taxes. They say, 2016, you owed 3000 We see that you're conducting the business. We expect you to owe another 3000 How about we pay that off 
in these installment payments. Absolutely. One question I don't know if you'd be able to answer it, but because um, I know uh, I have a, a lot of different uh, people in my life that are self-employed and they do lots of different things. And one, uh, you know, a few of them have decided to incorporate. And I know there's lots of confusion between like, uh, if you're self-employed, do you have to be incorporated or or what I've always, you know, operated as a sole proprietorship that just makes sense for my income level. What When does it make sense to kind of look into incorporating your self-employed business? You're incorporating basically any private company is staying as a sole proprietor. Right. The incorporation process is a process that allows you, if you wanted to be able to trade your stocks on the stock market. Mm-hmm. Once you're incorporated, you're also bringing in a board of directors. So you have people to give you oversight as to how you're managing your business and where you're going with your business. So these are things that you will want to have a a dedicated uh, conversation Mm -hmm. with an accountant Mm -hmm. to find out if you're ready to go to that next Next level. level. Mm -hmm. As long as you're the one comfortable making the decisions and you're the one receiving the income, distributing that income, you're going to stay as a sole proprietorship. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking to franchise or if you're looking to, as I said, trade your stocks on the stock market, now you want to go into the corporation step and Mm -hmm. bring on a board of directors to assist. Well, thank you, Lisa, for joining me and talking taxes with me. You answered a lot of questions, and I know you're going to help a lot of people listening that are a little bit confused around this time of year. So I I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me for this uh, podcast interview. You're very welcome. It was fun for me. I hope it was fun for those watching. And just remember, there's an H&R Block located at every corner in every community, so it costs you nothing to ask a question. And that was episode 101 with Lisa Gittins, the senior tax expert at H&R Block. And thank you to H&R Block for sponsoring the Mo Money podcast. Appreciate ya. Um, so in case you uh, do want to choose to do your taxes with H&R Block, uh, I've got a little prezi for you, a little uh, something, something. Basically, if you go to the show notes, jessicamoros.com slash 101, I will include a uh, PDF downloadable uh, promo code that'll save you 15% off uh, services at one of their locations. So if you're going to get your tax done, might as well use a coupon to uh, you know make the whole process a little bit cheaper, right? So make sure to go to the show notes, jessicamorales.com slash 101 for that little discount. Um, and again, I also uh, did a Facebook live stream with Lisa last week in case you uh, didn't check it out, that is cool. I'm going to include uh, the video of that live stream because we basically it was an AMA, uh, Ask Me Anything kind of session where people were writing into us. People wrote into us in advance as well. And we tried to answer every single question uh, that anyone had. So, you know, most of these questions, maybe some of them are yours. So uh, definitely check it out in case you still have some uh, lingering questions about your tax situation. Um, and hopefully uh, you will find your answer there. Um, and And of course, if you have any more questions, I'm always interested in finding out uh, what they are. And I would love to help and direct you to who would be the best person to talk to. Uh, So just shoot me an email if you're like, I don't know what's going on. I need some help. Shoot me an email, jessica at jessicamorales.com. And I will be there for you to hold your hand through this tough, tough time. Oh, tax season. Um, And on that note... I guess, guess what? I do have another episode for you tomorrow, another listener series episode. 
with Christina from Toronto, who is awesome. Uh, she uh, shares her story of doing uh, what's, you know, smart with her money and some, you know, not so smart things with her money. But she shares her personal finance journey with me. And some uh, she has some great tips actually for anyone who is self-employed or a freelancer and uh, is, you know, just having a tough time trying to figure out how to budget and come up with a financial plan when uh, your income just is kind of up and down. So definitely an episode you want to check out if that sounds like you. So uh, on that note, I'm going to let you go and I'm going to see you back here tomorrow. Okay. All right. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.